Welcome back, community groups leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you lead a group of people who joyfully share life together as you find and follow Jesus. This week, we're going to start our new series of the podcast, Kicking Off Graciously Defiant, where we're going to look at how to explore the biblical perspective of being faithful presence in a world that is widening its detachment from God and His Word. All right, so going on your journey today, I'm your host, Cody Leekian, and this week we are joined by Joe Hishma. Hello. As well as Greg Pruitt. Hello. Greg, thanks for being here today and helping speak into Sabbath as we're looking into that. For sure. Sweet. So we have a quick update for you guys. So we had the series New Community, and the results of that I think are pretty encouraging, pretty exciting. We had 12 new groups come out of that. That's and awesome. Of that, we had 15 groups present at GroupLink. And so if you were there, thank you so much for being there. But also, if you missed it, the atrium was packed, not just because of the rain, but also because we had 15 groups at tables and people were staying afterwards to get connected. And so we were just really encouraged by those. Yeah, that was really awesome to see. Yeah. I, I'm great for it. And if you guys are still weren't able to make it to GroupLink or if you're looking for members still, we've got a list of people that we can uh, connect you with. So just shoot me an email and I would love to help you get them connected into your groups. Awesome. So Joe, starting this new series, Graciously Defiant, mm-hmm. can you help shed some light on that? I'm like, where are we going with this? What are you, what are you hoping <laughs> for here? Yeah, so my hope is that we would be more intentional with uh, our presence. We've talked in Jer- throughout Jeremiah as as God has us in this culture, in this world, to be a faithful presence with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we follow Jesus, there are some things in following Jesus that are going to conflict and intersect with our culture, and even perhaps the style of um, Christianity that we have followed throughout our lives. And so we want to confront those, but do that in a way that uh, balances the love of God and the grace of God with the truth of God uh, to a culture that's more and more self-curated, self-defined, what works for me, without its ramifications about what this looks like for everyone. And so I think the heart of God is for everyone who follows him to look more like Jesus. And those, those lead us to confronting things around us and things within us that need to be formed into the image of Christ. Awesome. I love the title, real catchy, graciously defiant. You know, as a anyone who's an Enneagram 8, little challenger is going to love, you know, like, oh, man, Jesus, you know, we got the Bible to that's help right. me be a challenger, and so it'll mm-hmm. be fun. But, like, this weekend, so that's kind of the big picture of where you're going throughout yep. this next series. But this weekend, what are, you, what are you honing in on? What are we supposed to take away from this weekend? So I really want people to see the priority of uh, God's rest, God's rest provided in Christ to cease our working, uh, to try to impress God and to rest in the person, the work of Christ. But then even more broadly, in our pace of life, to follow the rest of Jesus uh, and to live in that where we're not just being defined by a culture that has every second occupied with something that we're doing or to even define ourselves by what we're doing. That's such the pull of our culture is to be defined by what I do, which requires my use of time and being enslaved to the clock rather than set free by Christ. Yeah. 
what a timely message. I mean, I know at this stage of life with young kids and anyone who has, you know, older kids in sports and stuff, like I know Lil and I have wrestled with the, well, how many things should we get her involved in? That's right. Wanting her to have experiences and getting all of that. And so mm-hmm. this is really good reminder of like where to put our importance and yeah. And I'm really glad we have Greg here because Greg is further along in the Sabbath process mm. in practicing that than I am. Mm. And so I, a lot of what I've learned on this, I've learned by watching him and following his example. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking really looking forward to it. Yes. Um, so I know this is my personal favorite question. And uh, as I was doing some surveys of some of the leaders, they like this time too. So what from your study that you weren't able to share because you've only got a limited time, the extra bits question. What what do we got here for that, Joe? Um, the extra bits are just that pattern of why. Why uh, did God call the children of Israel after he rescued them out of Egypt into that practice of Sabbath? And to go into the, the depth of everything Pharaoh was, he was the slave master, and he made them work harder and harder and harder, and it just made them more exhausted, and to the point where they quit believing in God because of their broken spirit, right, and harsh slavery. Those are, that's, that's what just workaholism does, is it just moves us into, it, it realizes that the world that we've enslaved ourselves to is not kind, it's, and not gentle, it's harsh, which mm-hmm. is always demanding. And it robs us of uh, even feeling the, the openness for God to work in our lives. Awesome. So. All right. So, Greg, let's start out with why is Sabbath an essential rhythm to have in our life? Why, why should we care about this? Well, it's a God rhythm, right? And Joe, we'll hit, you'll hit it in the message, message in Genesis, is that God establishes this a rhythm for us to live and a rhythm, a rhythm that he's living in his life. Uh, I say his life. The rhythm that God has in creation from the beginning is is that there is rest. There is a place of stopping, considering, reflecting, um, being renewed. Um, so it's it's a it's a biblical pattern. Hmm. Joe, do you have anything to add to that? I know you've got that covered in your message, but um, as the groups I are just, dialoguing I, these questions. One thing I tried to bring out over and over, how it's just the unending, un, you know, incessant cycle of working and always doing something. Our minds are always being stimulated by something from the outside. Our attention is always being formed and our, I mean, our, is always being focused on something or distracted by something else. We have very little intentional time in our lives unless we make a defiant decision against it hmm. to be formed by the word of God in the, and through the spirit of God in our lives. And so that's why we need rest. We need rest because this is just an unceasing striving only leaves us exhausted and overworked and overburdened. Yeah. So when we do come to rest, yeah, <laughs> we're so addicted to whatever it's going to be, you try and rest and there's all these distractions about the things you're not getting done or the things that should be getting done. And so to truly rest, it is a difficult to change up the rhythm of your life. And so I appreciate the taking the time in the series to say, yes, this is part of the rhythm that we need to have. Yeah. And so that leads us into the next question. And so groups are going to be dialoguing this question. And so like, can you kind of help the leaders as they're going to be listening to this 
help navigate this next question. So like, what are the obstacles that you have or have currently have experienced in practicing the Sabbath? So the fear of rest has mm. been mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm afraid of what I'll miss out on, what I'll lose if I slow down and do nothing. And again, <laughs> isn't that arrogant? <laughs> I look at it and just go, man, who do you think you are by, by actually saying that? But there's a little bit of freedom in actually saying that. You don't know how addicted you are to dopamine and the rush that you look at when, you, when you're on a screen most of the day or the notification that you get that someone liked your Facebook post mm-hmm. or the uh, response to a text you put out to 13 different people and the interaction that you get on that. All of those are great. It's just the fear that to folk, to slow down and focus on, on God, you will miss out on the other life that you're trying to construct or curate for yourself. That's what I learned by it. And I'm confronted by that continually, which is why this is, it just shows you your addiction to doing things. Yeah, Joe, yeah. It's, it's, it's just doing things and it's my addiction to being connected. I, yeah. I, I, there, I go to my week, there's so many ways to one, get a hold of me, but let alone, it's it's also so many ways that I avail myself to be in touch with whether it's going to be digital p- formats or whether it's mm-hmm. going to be a real world format or or my family or whatever. The, there's so many areas to be connected to and to be connected to immediately yeah. to change that rhythm. Boy, that, that's that's tough when our culture has that as a part of its connect connectedness to so many things. Uh, we were talking earlier on about so many alerts we get in our phones. And it's just to be connected. And how do I say, God, I want to be connected to you more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want to be com- connected to what you want in my life more than anything else. And that's hard when we get a barrage of throughout the week to change that up one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that would be the question I would have is give us a before and after in your own life. Because you're someone who practices this mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Um, before you celebrated it and after you celebrated it. What did yeah. you know God, what, what did you experience God form in you? Well, there was a before, Yeah. then there was a not, okay. then there's again, yeah. and now what it's looked like. So I grew up in... <laughs> We're I grew, all in the process, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I grew up in a house where uh, Sunday we went to church, you mm-hmm. came home, there was a meal, you have that meal, and then truly it was resting. We all took a nap. It killed me. <laughs> oh, I, I remember those naps. I'd be laying there just thinking, there's so many things I'd rather be out going out and doing right now. And so to live in a world where Sabbath was uh, a habit in mm-hmm. our house, that when I got out of the house, I'm like, I'm done. What, mm-hmm. how, how do I get more in control? And then everything just filled that day. And even being a, when I was a pastor, my day <clears throat> was filled yeah. Uh, with just so many things. So uh, it so we had this model as a kid, yes, we're going to have this Sabbath. And then Rochelle and I, beginning of the year, we said, what needs to change in our lives? What needs to change about the pace of our lives? Mm-hmm. And Sabbath was one of them. So we went through a study. We went through a series ourselves, read Dan Allender's book on Sabbath, and it began to have us be rudely awakened hmm. to what needs to stop in our lives first. So for mm-hmm. Rochelle and I, it's, it's been a quest of what do I need to stop in order for God to begin to start 
and have a Sabbath with, with the Father. And so that's probably the biggest challenge of what I need to stop. Uh, but once we do get prepared for that, mm-hmm. man, it allows them to, us to have a true day of rest, is stopping many things. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Greg. So as you're going about this week, what next step will you commit to take to begin to grow in the practice of Sabbath? Greg, as somebody who's on the other side of this, what was it like for you to take that step? And then how did you continue to take that step, right? As it becomes harder each week of like, man, look at how many notifications I missed or look at what I'm not getting done around the house. How did you, how do you overcome that? So we took my daughter's advice. Rochelle and I have these long lists. We'll come into the weekend. All these things Mm -hmm. we want to do on the day before we hit Sabbath. Uh, So, my daughter's like, shorten your list. <laughs> yeah. And so when we shorten our list and actually do the priority things, uh, that allows us then to actually have time for for truly Sabbathing and walking in the practice of Sabbath. Yeah. Um, so that would also mean if you could put it on your calendar, the, the resting, mm-hmm. and actually plan for it. Well, yeah, you, then you have it, it visually before you, because most of us are led by a, a little handheld device <laughs> that we look and look at our scheduling. If we could actually put that there then and put it there on the same time every week yep. around your time of worship, that might, be a, that might be a great thing to just remind you. Yeah, and, it's, and again, you, you, as you begin to practice it, even giving yourself six hours of a Sabbath or okay. 12 hours of a Sabbath, start small, pick, mm-hmm. pick what, do what you can do, and then begin to grow out from there. We actually go, I can't wait till Sabbath. Because mm-hmm. we're actually, it's something to look forward to because we know, because we have been able to learn and we're still practicing this, we're not perfect, yeah. but to learn how to really rest and take time for the Lord and time for our community, our family and community people around us, then it's like, I can't wait till Saturday night hits. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be actually taking it easy. Hmm. And it, it does reorder our week. Yeah. And Greg, I got a follow-up question for you. It's yeah. not on the list. I'm going offline. Sorry. <laughs> going Kobe. rogue here. It's all right. So what would you say to someone who goes, boy, Sabbath sounds so legalistic. I don't like to follow Jesus with the law anymore. And uh, I, don't, I don't think we need to do this. And this is just Christian asceticism. I don't think this is wise for someone living by grace and the freedom of Christ to do what we want to do in our walk with Jesus. Yeah. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And the, the thought I was at, the thought from that is, how does Sabbath, does your Sabbath look any different than any other day of the week? Mm-hmm. And if your day does not look different than, than any other day in the week, there are probably, ask the Father on this and the Holy Spirit for your mm-hmm. counsel, but there are probably things in your life that need to be re- reevaluated. So, like my judgmental spirit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. Uh, but there is it's this reorienting that we see that uh, Jesus had a life. Jesus is not hurried. Mm-hmm. Jesus is with the Father. And even I've seen uh, the, the micro habits of Sabbath then bleeding into my week that when I do take my devotional time, mm-hmm. I'm actually more at rest. Okay. My foot's not tapping. I'm yeah. actually seeing the benefits of Sabbath 
manifesting in different parts of my week so I know how to find rest. Yeah. I know what true rest looks like, mm-hmm. uh, not only phys- physical rest, but also spiritual, emotional, mental, having that downtime when the Father can truly work in my heart. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I answered your question. No, so. I think you're right. We're not saying this becomes the way to salvation is Sabbath. This is nowhere near that. And it's also... Um, not a not a picture of if you're not doing Sabbath, you are not a you're not a Christ follower. Mm-hmm. But we are saying that rest rest has to be a priority in your life to find it in Christ, but also to actually physically have something in your life that reminds you of a different day, and that you're a different yeah. person in yeah. Christ. Yeah, and if, if just physiologically, just look at the sleep studies. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of studies out right now saying, hey, sleep is so important. Mm-hmm. What is that? That is rest. It's rest. It's time for you to, to change up the, the pattern of your life. And so if our bodies, we've been created that way, mm-hmm. there's also spiritual rest. There is other forms of rest, mental, emotional, that God wants to bring into our life when it's God-centered and it's holy unto the Lord, saying, Lord... This is about your week. And, we're, and for us, is how we're starting our week. Mm-hmm. It begins with rest. And yeah. that's how we're going to end our week. Yep. Awesome. So one of the things that I thought was really practical that you'd mentioned was making the to-do list and then whittling it down. So as somebody who looks at that and I'm like, how do I start prioritizing things? What was one thing that you did so that as we're you know, talking about this in our groups, we can help people start to whittle that list down a little bit so it is manageable so we can make room for it? Yeah, it's a good question. We started looking at our chores on Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm. And so already I've been doing, I'm the laundry guy in the house and the floor guy. So already I've been doing the laundry. So when I get to Saturday, I'm not, my list will not be as long and taking, because how much time do we sit and watch TV? Um, how much time do we give to podcasts, other things mm-hmm. that I, I, I am working towards something. So it's going to be re-getting my chores done sooner. Buying meals, thinking ahead of time. Rochelle and I will go sometimes. We get a Sabbath snack, <laughs> mm-hmm. a way of delighting, right? And so we'll go to the uh, – we go to Circle together, and we actually mm-hmm. buy a treat together that we're going to hold, and it sits, and it, it's there waiting for us that we're going to delight in on our Sabbath time. Mm-hmm. So it's pre-planning things, and then it's also making – and that allows us, as Josie, get it on the calendar so you're actually creating space. Start small. Start mm-hmm. working towards it. Be flexible with yourself. Uh, I think we're in the pattern of our lives are so busy. Uh, this is not just a 180-degree turn. Yeah. This is a slow turning and riding the ship to what the Father might want to do in our hearts. Yeah, and we've said, and I'll be saying it in my message this weekend, that the, um, the physical, I, I'm sorry, the spiritual is always reflected in the, in the physical. We can't follow Jesus and then live however we want to. We can't say we're a follower of Jesus and then ignore rest and just strive our way through life. And so this is actually a physical thing we're doing on a calendar week that prioritizes something that everything else fits into. Because you you find the time to do what you want to do. You do. I mean (laughs) – some of you even yeah. don't – some of us don't even know what we're getting into when we sign up for something, and there's a whole bunch of more meetings that to be dedicated <laughs> to it, everything else has to give. That's why this has to be the priority. It's the, it's the priority time hmm. in your week. And yeah. if it is, then everything can fit around it. And, and with that, Joe, maybe a good indicator of how we're prioritizing is if, if we get to Sunday because – we go to Saturday night church, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the beginning of our Sabbath time. 
And so if I get to Sunday, Saturday evening service, and I'm actually panting, and I'm and I'm ex- I'm falling asleep, Joe. I don't want to fall asleep too. <laughs> you <laughs> but, wouldn't be the first. <laughs> but if I'm falling asleep, or if my uh-huh. mind is spinning so much that I can't even focus on what the what the word is for the day or the worship mm-hmm. service, there is probably something that needs to be rearranged earlier in the week. So as I go into that Sabbath time that I'm truly giving that to the Lord, yeah. but it is, it is making it different. It's being intentional about that. Uh, so we're not running in, running out, um, which much of our life is running in and running yeah. out and running yeah. there and here. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Greg, will you pray for us as we are heading out into this week and going to be applying for this, or applying this passage to our lives? Yeah. Father, we just, uh, we choose and we also ask that you would um, slow our pace as we come to look at, the, at, at your holy word as it talks about Sabbath in our lives. And it even talks about how, God, you modeled resting for us. And Lord, we ask that as we would Consider this, consider these truths, consider the truth of how this is going to not just be an insight for the day, but to be a continued part of the transformation of becoming like Jesus, that we would truly learn what it looks like to give you a day holy unto you, God. And if it just begins with moments, help families right now, especially young families, mm-hmm. when there's just so much going on and so many challenges and so many pulls, so many distractions, God. Help them realize how they begin taking moments and even just maybe uh, an hour or two hours, even a meal to help the family learn and help families, individuals learn, Lord, what it takes to simply get on pace with where you are, getting in a place where, God, we can actually make ourselves sensitive to your spirit and what you're speaking into our lives, and that we would get into a place with our family and our communities that truly we learn what it means to Sabbath in this current day and age where there's so many distractions and so many things we want to pull us from finding rest. Uh, that Jesus, you promised rest. Come to you, and, and you'll give us rest. So as we come to you and give you our days, our moments, our time, Lord, that you would show us, Lord, where you want us to begin to integrate rest into our lives, that truly we are a transformed people and that people can see it, not only in what we say, but also in how we live and what we do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Leaders, don't forget that uh, Citizens and the Family Dinner and Worship Night beforehand is coming up on August 27th. Links to register for that will be in the email. Remember that you got to do two of them, one for tickets so that your group can come, and then one for a headcount for me so that way I can have enough food for you. And with that, I look forward to seeing you guys there, and happy kicking off your group week. <laughs>